we don't want to wait. <laughs> we don't want to wait. <laughs> Somebody save me, edition. Uh, <laughs> you're Robin. You're Steph. Yes. All right. Did you ever we see watched. the? Uh, you ever see the movie Sorority Boys? Is that Barry Watson? Watson and Michael Rosenbaum and Harland Williams. Harlan Williams. Yeah. It's three bros who are broke and decide to cross dress and join a sorority to save money. <laughs> Did not see it. <laughs> I didn't either. Anyway, the <laughs> time that we're talking about it actually debuted at the box office at number eight. <laughs> so, uh, Aww. yeah. Uh, also, some news uh, going on. There's a Superman movie being planned at this time. <laughs> It was. It's, it's, they said it's going to be written by J.J. Abrams and directed by McGee. And uh, EW put out a big article pleading for them to cast Tom Welling uh, to, as Superman to just kind of cash in on the success that Smallville is having. Um, eventually, this movie ends up being Superman Returns, but that's in that's in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I remember all these. Yeah. I remember this in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to tell anybody who's not a part of our group to join our group, facebook.com slash group slash Dawson's group. I've posted there this week uh, the Rolling Stone article. They were on the cover of Rolling Stone this week. And uh, <laughs> there was there's a great behind-the-scenes documentary. Uh, I don't Some British channel did it, but they toured the set. They goofed around with the cast. It was it's a lot of fun. It, it was really cute, but it, you know, watching the cast like <laughs> repeat the premise over it. Okay, we get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We get it. We. we uh-huh. I have a feeling like they were like just getting Smallville in the UK at that time or something, and they that they had to uh-huh. do the explanation. Yeah, it, it's always like that. You know, they 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 do a pre. <laughs> One of the worst offenses of this was just recently, and I probably complained to you about this, but EW or somebody, maybe maybe it was a Hollywood Report or somebody, they got the Buffy cast together for a reunion and a discussion of the show, and most of the actual special that's in video form was an explanation about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So if there's a freaking people tuning in for a reunion of a show, they know what the yeah. show's about. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm like just stay on the interviews of the people talking about the show. I don't need to see clips from the old show. I don't need to see uh, critics talking about like uh, what the premise of the show is about. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, it's like elementary. Yeah. Give me give me some some masters level. <laughs> yes. You know substance. So what what are we watching this week? Okay, we watched Nicodemus, Stray, Reaper, and Drone. Okay, and uh, you were... I, I was wrong on all of them except for <laughs> Reaper. Yeah, yeah, you got Reaper right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just re-listening to the uh, last week's, uh, or a few days ago podcast uh, we did, because <laughs> we don't want to <laughs> wait. Um, so, Nicodemus, did you find out more about Nicodemus? Nah, I didn't look it up. <laughs> I wrote. I I, I found this definition. Uh, Nicodemus is the name of the Pharisee who remained uh-huh. a secret follower of Jesus. Oh, 
I don't know what that has to do with no idea. the flower and people losing their inhibitions <laughs> right? and then going into comas. I, I don't know. Well, that, you pretty much summed it up, but I, I got to remember to do the description at the beginning of each one. I just wrote down, this is the one where Jonathan goes postal and Lana, oh my. <laughs> but that was not Lana's body. No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that. Okay, okay. I know. I was so excited. I was like, is this going to be a Jonathan-centric episode? Yeah, yeah. And he was in it a good bit. He got some real good, juicy stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, exactly. If you do watch that doc, the, it's all like behind the scenes of this episode, too, which is even you know even cooler. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I like how they uh, they explained to the British people what the Dukes of Hazard was. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, speaking of, uh, it's awesome that we get Jonathan driving along listening to the song. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Just a quick little mm-hmm. homage. And that was done in post. Like John Schneider didn't know that's what he was listening I, to. That's what I figured. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ken Ken Horton, I guess he's in charge of like I think he's the music supervisor. Um, like popped it in at the last minute and apparently the producers loved it. Um, and they said about it, he usually pulls off some great ideas. Uh, and they said nine, nine times out of 10, we, we don't change it, but they said one time he had Lex, uh, driving around to ABBA and they, uh, vetoed that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so we have a bit of a road rage incident. And uh, I love this. this is the classic, uh, you know, I flipped, I flipped a car uh, probably around this time. Um, on yeah, a, all cars, all cars explode. I, I flipped it and no I ran what. away from it because I was like, I, I see it on TV, they explode, you know. <laughs> uh, it's just crazy. Um, so, uh, so there was a lot of. Hamilton, (laughs) Doctor Stephen (laughs) Hamilton. Even though he's a geologist, he's doing some biology, some botany. Botany, yeah, Yeah, that's the word. (laughs) Yeah, and he, well, he's using the the, uh, meteor stones to do some Jurassic Park stuff (laughs) with some plants. There's some sort of like weird uh, rage virus that. Was in Smallville like a hundred years ago, <laughs> and they like wiped out the town. Uh, yeah, that's some crazy, some crazy history. Um, uh, so- yeah, but Lex lied about it. Mm-hmm. Like lied about not. He said he didn't know Doctor Stephen Hamilton. Doctor Stephen Hamilton. Uh, yeah, that that's the funny part about this. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, I, I. I had to keep it straight in my head. Like, does who knows what you know? And it. I wasn't really catching on to it until the part where, you know, at the end where Pete has his freak out and Lex has, you know, makes Hamilton leave um, before Clark shows up. You know, so mm-hmm. he doesn't know what's going on. But yeah, I. I don't. I. I I'm not quite clear on. <laughs> Like Chloe and Pete know know about him, so and did Clark meet Hamilton in this episode? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I have uh, Smallville was whacked before the meteors went postal. Before there was a post office. 
<laughs> that was pretty cute. Lex lies to his bestie Clark about not knowing Dr. Hamilton. Pete is jealous. Suddenly, Pete is jealous uh-huh. out of nowhere of Lex and Clark's relationship. Yeah, it's it's it sucks because it makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's what I mean. Lionel yeah, I understand. In Smallville in 1989 was buying Pete's granddad's farm. You know, you know, it, it took out their cream corn business. Yeah, that's right, cream corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there has been no mention of that before. No, but yeah, it, but I, it kind of makes sense if he's trying to hide it from Clark. Mm-hmm. That he's not being super obvious, but it gives him motivation to uh, when he gets angry. And now Pete's uh, illness under the getting spit on by the plant goes really really fast like he goes to extreme anger really quick yeah that's true and then uh yeah uh so he's mad about lick because they have to have something to be they have to have something to be mad at i'm mad about because because jonathan was mad because the bank called and refused his loan (laughs) so he was going to go down to the bank and shoot somebody right and then Pete was mad because Lex is uh It's more like his command hidden and- desires, you know, and with Lana it's like there's some hidden desire to get the heck away from Whitney and to really take this Clark thing on you know, head on. Yeah. Uh, She's just in the relationship with Whitney because she feels sorry for him. I think so. That's what she said. Oh, that's right, yeah. So you're jumping all over the episode. So my notes are. I'm going back and forth with my notes. Let's just talk Sorry. about this. Let's talk about the Jonathan thing first. Uh, I mm-hmm. loved how much like Jonathan like turned into just sex, beer, football. Like that's what Jonathan. <laughs> and I and, and not like doing Luther's. chores. Oh yeah, no chores. Yeah. Don't like the Luthers and burps right in Lex's face, which is great. <laughs> uh, and. Um, it's interesting because he like you know the it, it gets itself worked in your system until all of a sudden you have this fever, and right when Jonathan's got this fever, like the only cure for it is, is unfortunately uh, Martha's not interested in. <laughs> so what? Well, you know. Oh, up. Mar- like Martha would be the. I'm, I'm just. I made a. I made a. I made an SNL joke. <laughs> I've got a fever, and the only cure for it is more cow- cowbell. Uh, uh, the only cure for it is uh, sex with uh, Martha. Martha is not <laughs> interested in <laughs> hooking up with Jonathan in that state. And so, like, he gets set off by the phone call. And so, just so you know, John Schneider, of course, did his own stunt driving. Um, oh, of course. Of course. He wanted to – did you see that great stunt of him sliding around the corner, opens yes, up the door? Yes, and he's like <laughs> hanging out the door. Apparently, <laughs> like they, they did the setup shot for it already. So what he wanted to do when he did that slide, he wanted to he wanted to yell out the window you know, at uh-huh. people. But they realized in the setup shot that, they, that he had his window closed. Um, uh-huh. And I think the I think they had the shot after, and the window was closed, something like that. So he uh-huh. he came up with the idea of, oh, I'll just open the door and yell at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm That's like, great. Yeah, he's just that good, John Schneider. Um, so I like that. Accidentally shooting Clark though is what kind of because it's like yeah. you get this breaking point and you faint. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I thought it was funny when Chloe and Lana like go in the woods in the middle of the night to see where they go, <laughs> and and Chloe gets this snapshot of Hamilton like creeping in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> like without him knowing or and without her knowing that she was taking a picture of him either. It's kind of like the uh the uh episode 0 where uh she gets a uh, Chloe gets a shot of uh what's his face Jude and then we realize later oh it's the villain in this picture front and center. Yeah. Um, just something to move it along. So uh move, move along the plot. Lana. But uh Oh good. Hold on, but the thing about Jonathan, uh, the guy, the original sick guy that had the road rage. Yeah. You know, he dies and Jonathan's getting sick. So, you know, you're like, oh, great. We got to solve this before Jonathan dies. Right. You know, it, it uh, it's a t- time, it's a ticking timer. Right, because they fall into a coma and then they eventually die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Lana, Lana getting spit on by the flower. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, she walks into school, and she's supposedly dressed just scandalously, mm. but she's not really. I mean, she's got some boots, some high boots Those on, boots, she's got a, a short skirt, <laughs> and her arms are revealed. Yes. You know, she, she's showing her arms. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't... She's got some makeup going they, on. <laughs> oh, yeah, the red lipstick. Uh-huh. But... But, you know, everybody's acting like she came in there dressed like a stripper. <laughs> well, compared to how she usually dresses, I think that's, uh, you know, uh-huh. it definitely gets people's attention. And I love how she's like, you're, you're a bummer since your dad got sick to win. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There it is. It locked into a relationship out of guilt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally breaks up with him. But, yeah, that is a uh, that's a body double in the pool scene. Uh, oh, yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. I you know, I was like, "Oh, maybe some shots," but no, none of those shots. <laughs> She's uh, she does the close-ups. <laughs> so that was their first kiss. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it crazy that <laughs> Clark's first kiss with Lana and Chloe are both while they're under the influence of something else, <laughs> and they don't remember it. <laughs> oh boy. But that was very entertaining. Like I enjoyed that whole Lana being evil, yeah, yeah. being being uninhibited. Uh-huh. And she goes and closes the talent early and flirts with Lex. And did you see a BSG veteran in uh, serving some coffee in there? No, but I did see a Cylon as the doctor. Yeah, that's well. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Nikki Klein is uh, serving coffee. Uh, she played Callie. Uh, BSG oh. Chiefs oh. lady, yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah, so Lana goes ahead, goes ahead and steals Lex's car, and you get a we get a quick look. We see a Daily Planet truck there. So oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, like we hear, we've heard now. Well, we're going to hear about the uh, Metropolis Journal or something like that, in, in later episode. And we've heard about the Inquisitor, but the like Metropolis has three papers <laughs> at least. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we get the windmill, which Lana's deepest desire is to be brave enough to climb up that windmill. <laughs> okay, but there always ha- there has to be something where Clark has his like say anything moment, mm-hmm. where he you know the emotional scene at the end, yeah. where he gives her. 
something that he can't give he can't give her her dead parents, but he can give her something to you know make her happy. Mm-hmm. And that actually is not a stunt double of Lana going up the ladder. There, they said that she was really like brave, um, and she actually did like a forty foot drop, which uh, is pretty oh. terrible. Um. Lex calls in the best doctors in Metropolis to take care of Jonathan. <laughs> Wait, didn't he say he's flying the best doctors yeah, in from Metropolis? Flying him in, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. So Lex is connected to this because his name is on the library book for the Nicodemus uh, story. So, yeah. Uh, that's why I got confused. I was he like, made so a- he knows that yeah, he took he the made- book out and. Chloe knows that Dr. Stephen Hamilton is working on it in his lab, and she saw the book, so why doesn't doesn't Clark already know Why can't that? they put the things together? Yeah. yeah, but then but then at the very end, Lex had the lab. He had Dr. Stephen Hamilton moved yeah. in the lab, like, wiped clean. It's Academus. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. That's right. So... Uh, well, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> and we're losing your connection. I was going to ask. Okay. Take your time. Okay, something about Stephen Hamilton and Cadmus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what it is. There is no overarching se- season story here to follow. Like, I- I'm wondering how this season is going to end. The only thing I can come up with to expect at the season finale uh-huh. would be... Be that Lex figures out that Clark has powers, and that that's how he rescued him from the uh, from the water. Yeah, there's no big bad in this season. You know, yeah, there's no in that mindset right now. There's no uh, big story that over that carries over, you know, from episode to episode. Yeah, it's kind of like, like I, a I teen soap drama, but you know, this teen keeps running into <laughs> freaks of the week, and you know the. <laughs> And then there's this mysterious guy in town that um, it might find out his powers, <laughs> and that's that's pretty much the through line, you know. Yeah, there's no big threat. Yeah, which I'm not really bothered by. I mean, I'm not either. But I just it, like I just realized. Yeah. That, uh, I don't know what the season finale is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I have no expectations. Um. I do like Pete scary scary Pete and that he like he also reveals that he's uh he's been crushing on Chloe which we've kind of seen you know and that uh she keeps she's got this crush on Clark so you know she doesn't pay any attention to him and he's not going to be ignored <laughs> I that that whole like that scene where he pops up and he's and he goes looking for me <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Ugh." laughs> It was great. Um, oh, there's a uh, good Superman homage, probably to something we don't want to think about. Uh, but uh, Clark says, uh, you know, over comatose Jonathan's body, talking to Martha, how he, he says, uh, with all my abilities, there's nothing I can do. And it's like a paraphrase uh-huh. of a line from uh, the original Superman, the movie, where, spoiler alert, Pa Kent dies. And a uh-huh. teenage Clark Kent says, with all my powers, I couldn't save him. Uh, I knew that seemed very familiar. Yeah. 
And also when uh, Lana is about to strip in the swimming pool, at the swimming pool, she says uh, to Clark, you know, what are you, are you made of steel? You can't, you, you're resisting me. (laughs) Are you made of steel? Yeah, I didn't write that down. I was distracted. Um. (laughs) (laughs) The book almost getting burned in the fire. I was like, oh no. Somebody get the book out of there. Jonathan's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hamilton gets shot in the arm by Pete, too. And I like that uh, Clark gives Pete the old Superman head tap. Like, Oh, that was great. Yeah, just a, like a quick tap on the head and knock him out. And <laughs> uh, Not really going to damage him for, you know, no permanent damage. Just to yeah. you know, fix the situation. And Lex gets slammed Pete against the Hamilton. wall, too. <laughs> he saw Hamilton. He's, he did. Your connection is break it up uh, apologies to our listeners but um pete pete did see hamilton but he doesn't remember it because he doesn't remember what happened oh uh, but i just mean pete saw hamilton like the here like the musical <laughs> you know just whenever you said i saw hamilton uh, <laughs> <laughs> so pete saw hamilton well good for him he, he got a, he got an early uh... <laughs> he got tickets that's good <laughs> uh did you like this story of how martha met jonathan that was cute. Yeah, yeah, that was really sweet. Where she said, you know, she. That's what she. Even now, she says, "I hope he marries me." Yeah, I hope he'll marry me. That's sweet. Uh, kind of like she knew they would. Yeah. End up together. Yeah. I could just sweet. picture like it's so like they they they've sketched these characters out so wonderfully. Like I can see Jonathan. You can just say, imagine it. I prefer to believe yeah. in people. You know, I, I prefer uh-huh. to believe in people. You know. And right. See, There's very few actors that they could get that would have that quality that John Snyder has that could pull that off. Yeah, and I can also see like Young and Ned O'Toole like kind of swooning over this guy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. wow, this is this is a really good guy. Yeah, please take me away from this terrible metropolis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Annette O'Toole uh, says that she really loved this episode, and this is one of her favorites because, like, this is uh, and this was an ensemble. This was a this is an episode where everybody got a chance to do something. Everybody had a storyline, yeah. and every storyline was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, the windmill. Okay, so Algo, the executive producer. Says they screwed this up. Do you know why? <laughs> uh, the Metropolis skyline. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Metropolis what, is why? three hours away. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you could see Metropolis, it'd be considerably smaller. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, it kind of changes. I mean, I don't even think you could see three hours away from the top of a windmill. I just, that doesn't seem correct. Yeah, like from me, Birmingham is 30 minutes away and there's places here in my neighborhood in areas when you get in certain spots that you can see the lights in certain times of year, in certain instances, you know, that you can see the lights of Birmingham. Uh But yeah, you can't really see this, which... Which Birmingham seems to be kind of down in a low area. I don't think it – it might not even compare, but – and Birmingham is tiny. Mm-hmm. Metropolis must be – you know, is kind of like – if it's like Chicago, then 
Yeah. Yeah. Still three hours away. But <laughs> it's just one of those things that you're just like, whatever. It's a good idea. It's a cute idea. It, it works. I'll, I'll take it. And uh, this scene provides my best needle drop of the episode, and it's U2's Beautiful Day. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. You know, it's, it's, well, some of his music is very dated, but like, I don't know. It, I love how it works with the uh, the episode. Well, it, yeah, that, that worked with, with that moment. Yeah. Anything else about Nicodemus before we move on? We we spent a while on Nicodemus. I think uh, I think these first two episodes are the best, and the next two are the last two are going to be easy to kind of cruise through. <laughs> okay, personally, I agree. Uh, the next episode is Stray, and that's the one where Clark gets a little brother who can read minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's running from Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> yeah, this is the first episode where the person doesn't get their powers from Meteor Rock. Um, they were, it wasn't oh. the original draft, but they decided to take it out. Why? Because. How does he read minds? Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Oh. Yeah. Um. They were just like, we're going to, we're going to, uh, change it up a bit. Just- they changed up a bit. Uh, let's see. Can I find it while I'm talking about it? Oh. Yeah, they changed up the script quite a bit um, after the network took a look at it. Uh, The first outline had the Kents adopting Ryan, and Ryan was a bad seed and turned out to be a killer. And so the Mm. network hated that. They were like... Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, I I liked this episode and I liked this kid just because he was sympathetic, Mm -hmm. that he wasn't... Evil because there was moments, you know, when when we first started to realize, like where he's telling, figuring out what they want for breakfast, where we're try, where we're trying to figure out what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm like, oh, I I was afraid he was going to do something bad, <laughs> yeah, to be a be a little menace. But uh, I like that he wasn't. Yeah. He could just Oh, the Cylon is in this episode. <laughs> He's still spoiling it, but uh <laughs> hopefully everybody's seen Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, Rekka Rekka Sharma, I think it is. She was in mm-hmm. V the one hundred and she's gonna be in Star Trek Discovery. She's she's mm-hmm. in a lot of Vancouver shows. Uh uh-huh. more cast list. Uh the stepfather is James uh James Gibson. He play is played by Jim Shield. And I just wanted to say that he's going to be back in a bigger role in the future. Oh. Uh, uh, Ryan is played by um, Ryan Kelly, who is 15 when he uh, films this role. So I just what? yeah. So I just wanted to say how Ryan looks is what a 15 year old looks like. <laughs> wow, that's the age that Clark, Lana, Pete, and Chloe are. <laughs> oh yeah. No, he but he seems like a young kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I know that today this kid is thirty years old. Yeah, <laughs> he's the sheriff on Teen Wolf. He's on Teen Wolf. Yeah, I, I don't. I I watched a couple seasons. I don't remember that. They said uh, everybody loved Ryan, and, and Ryan uh, got along great with Tom. And uh, Annette even had a quote that said that she adores this kid. Yeah, I, I think I liked the kid. Mm-hmm. I thought they did great. Yeah. They, I mean, you have to have a good casting for uh, an episode like this. So yeah. Ryan reads minds. Did you figure out how how early did you figure out that he reads minds? It was the breakfast. The breakfast yeah, the, yeah, when it, the safe, I didn't quite get. Yeah. I thought maybe he was listening, 
for the uh, for the the uh, lock mm-hmm. for the uh, but yeah I it was when he couldn't read Clark's mind I knew something was up he didn't know what Clark wanted for breakfast can I get this out of the way yeah and you read my mind <laughs> um do you know what that's from no Superman the movie am I gonna have to make you watch this movie. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> Please. Okay, I got a question. Yeah. Did Chloe buy the pink dress or did Chloe not buy the pink dress? Chloe totally bought the pink dress. I mean, but she just wouldn't know. admit it. Yeah. Um Okay. All right. Um my first note here after the whole pawn shop sequence where the old man gets blown away and it scares Ryan away, um that uh this is an episode it, this is another what if Clark episode. So what if Clark – what if the Kents uh, exploited Clark's abilities for oh. – yeah. So it's kind of like that. Um, I love that <laughs> – I don't love it. I think it's really funny that uh, Ryan runs and he gets hit by Martha. He flies over Martha's car and lands. They bring him to the hospital and they say, oh, he's just got scrapes and bruises. And it's like – at first you're like – Wow, really? Only scrapes and bruises from that? He got hit by a car. But then they go, well, yeah, but those scrapes and bruises weren't caused by the accident. He's He's been a like a, a child abuse victim, you know? So it's like, uh-huh. what's, it like it, it's kind of misleading because, you know, you're trying to figure out what's going on with Ryan. And I think one of the first things you might think is, does this kid like, is this kid invulnerable to, you know, damage, you know? <laughs> Well, I mean, I just didn't know how they could figure out what injuries came from what. Right. Well, I guess maybe that the scrapes and bruises were older. I yeah, guess I scabbed over. That, yeah. So yeah, if, if uh, Ryan made a good breakfast, and uh, I just want to say that uh, I'd like to adopt Ryan. Myself. Yeah. Can I please have a house guest like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like walk down the stairs and be like. Hey, Dad, uh, looks like you want some eggs over easy and some toast. You got it, buddy. <laughs> we'll whip that right up for you, Dad. I like that uh, being around Clark. He says it's peaceful because he can't mm-hmm. read Clark's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the introduction of Warrior Angel, which is like bald Superman because it's pretty much the Superman story, but he's bald. So, which means that okay. Lex is kind of attached to it. He's got a warrior angel collection. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, just so you know, one of the first incarnations of Superman is was in 1938, uh, where there was this whole thing called the Reign of the Supermen, and they were bald. <laughs> oh, Okay. And in Christianity, and according to Christian angelic hierarchy, uh, warrior angels are created to be complete lo- completely loyal to God. And they're also called powers. They're the bearers of conscience and the keepers of history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> warrior angel facts. <laughs> well, as a Christian, I had no idea that was a thing. But I think that's, I don't know, maybe a... I, don't, I was going to say maybe Catholics are more into stuff like that, but I don't know yeah. what Catholics are into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love these moments where Clark's playing Big Brother and the Kent's yeah, watching him. Yeah, playing basketball. 
Yeah, and they're like, oh, if we only could have had him a little brother. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also, you know, juxtaposed to Lionel and Lex and Lionel finally just admitting that Lex's performance is more than adequate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that his way of raising his son was good Like Philip of Macedonia raised his son around lions And that kid turned out to be Alexander the Great I know and they started talking about like uh, Machiavelli and Sensu I have bought my kid these books I was like oh my god I'm a monster I love these scenes though with Lex and Lionel. It just the just the back and forth and the the history oh, they, lessons that happen and the art history. I know. Yeah. I sh- I should hate these. I should hate these scenes, but I don't. I love Lionel. Yeah, totally. And oh, the whole story of uh, Lex's baby brother, Julian. the guy Julian. Yeah, died in the day he was supposed to be baptized. Um, and how so he must have went to hell. He- <laughs> And and yeah, this is a kind of a a peek inside the the Luther family history and how Lionel might have gotten to where he is. Um, Unfortunately, this is after already uh, like abusing his son Lex. After Lex gets involved in this meteor shower and loses all his hair and disgusts him. Uh, after that it was was the the next nail in the the coffin of horribleness and that's uh losing his second chance at uh having a good soul. you know then that's lex's perception of it who knows what lionel's thinking through this but he's not exactly proving uh-huh. to be secretly a good dad <laughs> uh-huh um i actually have a quote here from john glover okay. the great john glover uh, Fantastic. Uh, he says, I had the good fortune to work with Fred Zinnemann in the movie Julia with Jane Fonda. I had one scene with her, and he said, This man thinks of himself as quite noble and quite right. So ever since, it's been a clue into how to play a good villain. You really have to believe in them. So with Lionel, I see him as having to teach Lex life lessons. I some, I'm sometimes surprised when people have seen the show and talk about how evil and bad I am. They don't understand. I'm just trying to teach my son a lesson in life. It's just the lessons are very difficult and complicated, and he can't always figure them out. Yeah, he's, it's, just a, it's just a certain kind of parenting style. Yeah. <laughs> he's a tiger mom. <laughs> yeah. Tough love and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what else? There's the. the uh, okay, but what I want to know is if Chloe wears a pink dress, that is going to clash <laughs> with Clark's red bow tie and cummerbund. <laughs> well, what if he wears blue? <laughs> oh, oh, I imagine it will be a red bow tie and blue cummerbund. Mm. I I have a feeling you're going to find out soon since we're going to be doing uh, the uh, season finale in the next episode. Uh, um, oh, Lex. So Lex can go to um, Metropolis mm-hmm. since he's doing such a not so not so terrible job. Mm-hmm, yeah, more than that. He can he can uh, he can go back to his old life. Yeah. But now he doesn't want to because he can't leave his bestie, Clark. Yeah, it's uh, this mystery it needs to be solved. It's a, it's a little bit of an obsession. What I want to know is 
how much slash fiction is there out there of Lex and Clark? I'm sure it wouldn't take long to uh, find it. I really want to read some. Uh, if you follow Steph on Twitter, it's at Steph Please Smith. send me some. Do not send me any. <laughs> uh, okay, there's the big save from the garbage truck. And they said this is uh, this is something they were not uh, happy about. The, the effect of him what? opening up the garbage truck and reaching inside. It's cool because it kind of reflects um, uh, the Warrior Angel comic where he's like, you're uh-huh. safe now. Um, uh-huh. But the physical effects guy really hated that shot. And they said they need to figure out better ways to show Clark bending metal. And uh. there's also the fact that, you know, he like destroys this garbage truck and then it goes to the next scene. And then it destroys, but puts a giant hole in it, you know? Yeah, and they, he saves a kid and goes to the next scene. And there's no explanation of like, did the garbage man who was driving that truck like do anything? With it? You know, how is that explained away? Um, and I, I guess there was a cut scene uh, from the script. They didn't even film it, but of uh, Clark kind of repairing the truck and letting it before it drove away, uh. just kind of quickly bending things back into shape. Um. There's a couple of moments I really liked. I liked that Chloe was embarrassed when Clark found out she was thinking about buying a pink dress. Yeah. And I like when what's the kid's name? Ryan. <laughs> right. When Ryan asked Clark, Don't you want to know what Lana's secret is? Yeah. Because Clark for just a split second, he really wants to know, but he's too honorable to you know, to show that he Wants to know what Lana's secret is, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I like the that this uh, the end kind of reflects on what we heard. We were, we were just talking about Martha's first meeting with Jonathan. It's like I like to, you know, trust people. I like to believe in people. And Clark actually says to, you know, when Ryan says, "Be careful of Lex," he says, "I like to believe in people's best." So. Mm. And now, and then he hands over the comics, and he says, "I don't need these anymore. I have you." <laughs> Aw, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That just uh, it affects me. Uh, good app. What else is there? Uh, oh, uh, Chloe trying to make Clark jealous because she's talking about sources that she she talked to a uh, police officer that that called her plucky. <laughs> I believe if you look up the di- if you get a dictionary and look up the word plucky, there will be a picture of Chloe, whatever her name is. What is her name? What do you mean? Hello, Allison. What's Chloe's? Mack. No, Clo- what's her? What's Chloe's last name? Oh, Sullivan. Okay, Chloe Sullivan's picture will be beside the word plucky in the dictionary because that girl has a lot of pluck. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. Uh. Oh, the way that uh, Gibson attempts to connect to the internet and steal Lex's trust fund by connecting to it wirelessly via laptop inside a moving car would have been impossible at this time. (laughs) (laughs) They said that wireless internet connections only became commonplace just a few years later. Um, And the stuntman for Lex, he was the same guy who did that uh, fall in Zero in the straitjacket. Uh, is uh-huh. the, he was also the same guy. He got he got tossed out of the limo at twenty miles per hour. Uh-huh. They said they heard a wham, um, and they really thought like his head hit, hit the ground, but it was it turned out to be like one of his pads. Uh-huh. So, um, oh yeah, 
So uh, outside the bowling alley, um, the step parents are yelling at Ryan to give him the password that the, he got from Lex, and he says it's Julian. And then he's like, "Oh, that doesn't work." And um, and he's like, "Don't lie to me, but whatever." And then Ryan says um, to the stepmom, "Once he gets the money, he's going to kill you." And uh, the the stepmom goes, "You know, this kid freaks me out, but he never lies." And I just wrote, "He just lied." <laughs> About the password What are you talking about Uh, uh, The bowling alley by the way Is a real bowling alley in Vancouver And it's called Lois Lane's No (laughs) No (laughs) It was called that back then Yeah Yeah, they didn't They didn't rename it because of Smallville shooting It was already called Lois Lane's So they, they didn't film anything else there Not yet I don't think Okay. Uh, This is the first I've read about it, at least. Yeah, uh, my wife was watching this episode with me, and when Ryan runs around the back and he's like hiding from the stepdad, like she just kept on yelling at the screen. She's like, "Go out the back door!" Like, and you can clearly see there's an exit door right next to Ryan, (laughs) but instead he just kind (laughs) of chooses to hide behind the pins and stuff. (sighs) Um, and I love when he gets a kiss from Lana. He's like, "I'm in love." (laughs) Join the club. (laughs) <laughs> um, hey everybody! Now, now my husband is not in love with Lana. Well, he was like, "Couldn't they got a better looking girl?" Wow! I know. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous, I, I, and I think she's just like just natural beauty. Um. Uh. What else? Oh, uh, the writer says writer Philip Levin said this is the first Smallville episode where people could see. That Smallville could be just about could be about something different, not just beating up the freak of the week. They could have like these, you know, like a you know, an episode where there's a bit of danger, but it's mostly about this like connection, you know, mm-hmm. about saving a kid, you know. So I just like that. It's like they're just kind of like leaning into some of them those uh, teen drama things, those teen drama tropes. Tropes. <clears throat> I don't know if there's anything else here. I had this is a big episode um, for me. One of my favorites of the season, I'd say. Uh, oh yeah, just the whole Lex and Lionel back and forth. Lex, Lionel is, is he, Lex is Lionel is getting scared because Lex is getting himself together. You know. Mm-hmm. He's gonna come back with the army to <laughs> of his own or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like Alexander did. Um. Best needle drops of the episode: Phantom Planet epi- uh, song, Lonely Day. And of course, of course, and I don't care how cheesy this came off. <laughs> five for five, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> playing at the end. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> and I believe it yeah. played on Dawson's Creek as well. I forgot to look it up, but it's a, kind of a crossover. And, yeah, and even my cynical, hard to please kid. Oh, she watched it. When she sees that I'm watching Smallville, she watches it with me. And she just talked about how the the music was so good. Yeah. They play good songs. Yeah. Well, as soon as I get my playlist set up, I'll uh, I'll, I'll send you a link so you can give it to her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's race through these next two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Reaper, the one where the freak of the week has a penchant for euthanasia and everybody has daddy issues, I wrote. <laughs> 
I have no notes. I hated this episode. <laughs> I hated this 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 freak of the week. I hate. I just hated it. Uh, yeah, Tyler Randall, who's like the very beginning of the episode. You're like, all right, well, what the hell? Like, she's like, I'm in pain, son. You know, please put me out of my. Like, don't ask your kid to kill you. Yeah, well, that's like Edward watching with me. He said, nobody. Nobody would be able to kill their mother. mother. Are you kidding me? And I love that uh, he gets his powers because he got knocked out of a window and he was wearing a Meteor Rock bracelet, probably sold at uh, Dr. Stephen Hamilton's uh, Meteor Rock stand, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and it like digs into his arm. Yeah, they, should, they had this big big deal about how the hand was like bent back really uh, yeah. horribly, but it shoved the fragment of the meteor rock into his arm, and uh, that just gives you uh, power. and and again, this is whole like the meteor rock uh, brings out the sin, you know, and he's he killed his mother or he thought he killed his mother, I guess. And uh, now all of a sudden he feels like he's got to be the Grim Reaper and help m- murder other people that need to die. Wait, he didn't kill his mother? No, it was revealed in the mother... end. Remember, that's why he killed where himself. She... Yeah, but where did she come from? Where did she come from? She was in her like, room. We did... Okay. Yeah, Clark I, I, maybe I just... brought Tyler to the... Yeah, I don't, I don't mind you. I, I, I don't blame you for tuning out in this episode. I probably tuned out. <laughs> I, I mean, I watched all these episodes twice, but... Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> Jason Connery is back again as Dominic. Okay. Dominic, extremely Italian last name. Sanitary. <laughs> played by a guy with a thick Scottish accent. <laughs> and... Bless his heart. He's just not suave and debonair <laughs> like his dad. Yeah. He's not. I mean, he's just kind of okay. There's. He's not handsome. He's just there. I'll tell you what. He was. He's only in one more episode. I'll spoil for you. Um, and um, but they hired him because they weren't sure how much they were going to get John Glover on the show. And uh, so, so he would be the guy who said, "Lionel said this, and Lionel mm-hmm. said that." Yep. If if Lionel couldn't be there in person, right? So, but uh, John Glover apparently became more um, available, and there was no use for a Dominic character. So, uh, I do like that Lex gets to say Superman in this episode. <laughs> He's talking about the will to power, and behold, the Superman. And, uh, yeah, there's a stupid thing where, I mean, I hate seeing Clark and Jonathan fighting. This is not something I want to see. No, no, no. No, <laughs> it's not just, me you know, either. obviously, what do you think, Clark? Like, he doesn't like you taking Lex's money. He doesn't like you, uh, like you getting things from Lex. Why would he, why would you think that he would be okay with foregoing the fishing trip that he always looks forward to? With his son to go see a Metropolis Sharks game on Lex, you know? <laughs> Just yeah. dumb. Um, oh, uh, Tyler does uh, dust a yappy little dog named Pepper in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Sadie has to go look outside to see if there's dogs here every time <laughs> that Pepper would yap. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Chloe uh, has something uh, related to Mulder from the X-Files and that they're both excited by the concept of spontaneous human combustion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, we got a case of spontaneous human combustion here. 
Uh, I also wrote, why do people keep interrupting Jonathan while he's working? (laughs) (laughs) Dominic does it and then Lex does it. And it's like, what he's always angry every time. He's like, all right, I got work to do. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Which is like the other episode where, uh, uh, the slime ball guy with the handshake, (laughs) Bob Rickman, (laughs) Bob Rickman, uh, Rick Bobman. Rick Bobman, sure. Uh, and Bob Rick. Um, so, yeah, Lex and Jonathan have another spat, and he's like, you need to do something trustworthy. I mean, you did just murder all my cattle a few weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe you didn't, but whatever. And, uh, and I like that they kind of patch things up at the end of this episode. I mean, I maybe, <laughs> you know. He kind of comes to peace with everything by seeing what he does for Whitney and his dad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Lana gives Clark a kiss on the cheek because Clark... uh, Clark was the one that asked Lex to do it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lex was like, I'm here for your bidding, Clark, whatever you (laughs) want. Yep, just tell me your secret. (laughs) I like that... You know, there's a bit of continuity here because he did see a mortal, a mortal Clark uh, a few weeks ago in Leech. So he really, who knows? I, I'm not even sure, uh, but it seems like he's giving up the whole interest, and maybe he's staying in Smallville just to piss his dad off. <laughs> yeah, because he tells, because Lex tells Jonathan he closed the book. Yeah, and he seems very honest in that scene, and it seemed mm-hmm. like he was just like pleading with his, I don't know. Uh, what else? Oh, I love the scene. I'm sorry. I keep saying I love, and I, I talk, I, I use it to say the stuff I actually do love and the stuff that makes me, uh, laugh. Okay. So this is something that makes me laugh. (laughs) You say it, you say it, but you use it in two different ways. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just because I have a terrible vocabulary and I shouldn't be a podcaster, but well, you know, whatever. I'll talk to my therapist. (laughs) I know. I I always wonder, what was I thinking? Why do I think anybody would listen to me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you to folks who are listening. Uh, yeah. uh, um, the scene at the graveyard where Lana is oh. visiting her parents. Whitney shows up. Well, he, he'd rather go see Lana and Lana's dead parents than actually go visit his father in the hospital. Oh, okay. I didn't think that that's what was going on. I thought Lana found Whitney there at the graveyard. Oh, I don't think so. I thought I thought Whitney found her. Oh, okay. I thought it was that Lana and Clark went to see the dad, and the dad was like, "Where's my son? My son hasn't came to see me yet." And I thought she found him. Oh God! At the cemetery. No, because okay, let me back up a scene because uh, screenwriting uh, pet peeve uh, comes back again. Uh, this must be a Smallville thing because it's coming up again and again. Clark, there's. You know, Clark and Chloe are in the torch with and Pete, and it's at night. And Lana runs into the torch and it's like, you know, oh my god, you know, Tyler. Uh, oh wait, no, this is shit. Pete and Clark are at the Talon talking. Clark looks over, sees Lana answering the phone, and she hangs up the phone and she starts crying because Whitney's father has had another heart attack. Yeah. Clark and Lana go to the hospital. Okay. That I think was earlier. Correct. Okay. Was, okay. What I'm trying to get to is there's that part where uh, Clark tells Lana, 
listen, you run into Tyler, don't let him touch you. And Lionel's like, what? Wait, what are you talking about? And Clark says, long story. Just don't, just trust me. And I, I really think the show is trying to keep Lana in the dark, but yet still have her involved in the act in, in, in the action, you know? And I think this is uh-huh. also why we don't see the meteor rock necklaces at all, because we can't keep going back to the well of like, whenever Lana's around Clark, his knees get weak, you know, cause uh-huh. you can't have them talk. So that's yeah. in a, that necklace is in a box now, but it's also like, I'm, I, I feel like I need to go back through season one again and be like, okay, so how much did Lana actually know? Because it seems like she keeps running into trouble. Clark seems to be running out the door all the time. And is there ever an explanation to her after maybe off camera? Like, oh yeah. Uh, Tyler was just, uh, you know, all broken up. And uh, I, well, um, he knocked Whitney out at the hospital and uh, I haven't seen him since. <laughs> yes, there's a du- his mom's room is looking a little dusty, but that's that's about it. I don't know. I d- I, did, I didn't notice anything. Uh, uh, but uh, but I know there was there was a scene somewhere. I don't know what episode. <laughs> Chloe, Lana, Pete, Clark are in the room. And Clark runs off. Mm-hmm. And Chloe turns to Lana and says, he's always doing that. Right. It was in this episode. It was, it was after the graveyard scene where uh, where Tyler freaks out Lana. <laughs> okay. So the, and that's the scene I was talking about originally. Lana and Whitney at the parents' gravesite. The Lang's web, uh, website. <laughs> gravesite, which probably has a website. <laughs> uh Whitney's talking about his dad and Lana's like, you just go talk to him, you know? And that's what makes Whitney go off, go off to the hospital to see his dad. And then inexplicably out of nowhere, Tyler is at the graveyard. Why? I have no idea. He also knows Lana. There's no, there's nothing set up about how he would know Lana at all and why he would be there. And, and he knows Lana's name and he's like, Oh, I can help Whitney with his father. And then this, and all of a sudden, she kind of like turns around and turns back, and he's gone like Batman. So there's so many questions in that scene. <laughs> I thought it was – it turned out to just be kind of like hilarious and how terrible it was. Uh, yeah. I was half paying attention. I don't even know. <laughs> um, oh, God. This – we find out more about Tyler's origins. So, yeah, he falls out the window. He gets Meteor Rock jammed into his wrist, and it's not until later at this torch scene – that um, Chloe finds out that there was a lethal amount of painkillers in Tyler's system. And that, mixed in with the meteor rock embedded in his skin, is what uh, it obviously means you get a, the power to come back from the dead and the power to turn people into dust. Why did he have painkillers exactly. in his system? What do you, in a lethal amount, even. Like, did he show up wanting to kill himself next to his mother's side? <laughs> like, what was that all about? But yeah, and I and you know I have access to the scripts. I have a website with all the scripts, and I was I was going back. Was was there any mention in the first scene about painkillers? No, nothing. <laughs> so it's just like, what is going on with this episode? Um, oh yeah, Clark runs out of the room. Lana says, "Wait, where are you going?" After like saying, <laughs> "Whit Tyler is going after Whitney, and Whitney's gone to see his father at the hospital." And then, like, Clark runs, starts running out of the room, and Lana's like, where are you going? 
It's like, where do you think he's going? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, don't you know the threat of this episode is that Tyler is going to touch Whitney's father and put him out of his misery. And like, she doesn't know the power thing, but she knows that he's like, oh, I can help Whitney with his father and, you know person that I've never talked to this entire episode but suddenly seem to know. Uh, uh, oh, Lionel Lionel is looking his best. Probably best look of the season is when he gets out of that car and he's got the trench coat and the shades going. Badass. Mm-hmm. Badass. And how Lex delivers Dominic in a trunk and Lionel's like, well done! And then just, like, he gets a moment alone and looks at Dominic and he just closes the trunk. <laughs> Which is great. Like, he's just one of his minions. It doesn't matter. Whatever. (laughs) And Lex Lex literally drugged him. Like, that was a classic Lex Luthor scene. I mean, classic in this episode of crap, but... (laughs) Where he's just like... Dominic notices that Lex is not drinking his drink. Uh Uh-huh. So, anyway... Oh yeah, other great moment in this episode Clark offers x-ray assistance to help his father Catch, catch fish I thought, I thought that was funny uh-huh. That's really all I gotta say There's not even a good song in this episode Are you? Uh, let's move on to Drone Sure <laughs> The one where a girl has the power to control bees <laughs> Yeah The only thing interesting about Drone uh-huh. Was Were the guest stars Yeah uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you. Uh, Sasha Woodman was played by Sean Defar, who was April in Buffy. Yeah. The first She's robot. She's so cute. <laughs> Buffy, I was made to love you. Never seen her any in anything else. I'd like to. I think she's. Yeah, she's very different in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Carrie Castle, played by Marguerite Moreau. Who was uh, Katie in Wet Hot American Summer? She was mm-hmm. Connie in the Mighty Ducks movies, and right around this time, she was starring with Stuart Townsend in uh, Queen of the Damned, mm-hmm. which is a movie I think I'm the only person that likes. So I have no idea what it is. It's uh, the Vampire Lestat. It's kind of like an unofficial sequel to Interview with the Vampire. Mm. It's got uh, Aaliyah as uh, the Queen of the Damned. Aaliyah is the one didn't she, yeah, she died, die yeah. after yeah. right after that movie? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh class election time is going on. Uh we got Sasha, we got Paul, we got Felice. Who is Chloe going to endorse? And uh Paul Chan is the first one to get taken down by a swarm of bees. Uh I like Paul's little did you notice his his little posters, what it what it showed in his posters? What? Um it showed Paul, basically Paul's head and a Superman outfit. <laughs> ah. Because that's kind of like the mascot outfit for the Smallville Crows. Like there's, if you notice on the wall, sometimes there's like a crow wearing like an S shield on his front and like a cape flowing behind him. It kind of makes you think, so Superman got his costume from his high school mascot? <laughs> really? <laughs> Uh, I just think that's got like a fun little reference I do. Uh, mm-hmm. Miles Millar and Greg Beeman, <laughs> I wrote in capital letters, 
uh, said they love to do the high school centric episodes. He said they said teenagers love them, but the older fan base always gives them less than positive feedback. Hmm. Well, it's good that they're in touch with what the viewers like. Yeah. Uh, I like that these kids are so archetype archetypical. Oh yeah. Like you know, what's her name? Let's see. Well, Patrice, not Patrice. It's something else. Felice. Like Patrice. Felice. Yeah. Navidad. She's the cheerleader, it girl, and um, yeah, mean girl. <laughs> yeah, Sasha is Sasha. Yeah. She's the headstrong, type A personality, mm-hmm. and Pa Chin. Yeah, Pa Chan. Pa Chan. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell, you know, I'm sure he's like straight A math whiz. Yeah, and he's, and he's the one that uh, Chloe uh, supports for class president. But this is fun that Pete gets to be uh, Clark's campaign manager. Yeah, it's cute. I liked all this. He says he's the power, he like, he'd rather be the power behind the throne, the guy behind the guy. He'd, he doesn't want to run for office himself. And I just want to let you know, in the comics at this time, I've told you before that Lex is uh, the president of the United States there in the comics at this time. Uh, also, uh, Lex's vice president is Pete Ross. What? And he becomes uh, president after Lex is impeached. <laughs> And he's also married to Lana Lang. <laughs> really? Yeah, comics are very different. Uh, mm-hmm. Superman even becomes president in an, an alternate dimension during a comic storyline. There's just stuff I looked up. I don't. I didn't ever. Re- I've never read it. But oh, let I'm me back go. up. Where is what's Edge City? What superhero lives in Edge City? None. Uh, that's not actually a DC city. However, um, that's the city that they used for the mask. So I don't know if it's a reference to the mask. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Um, I like, I wrote down Jonathan's quote quitting is a hard habit to break. I like that quote. Jonathan, always good with the, the advice. Um, oh, yeah. So Carrie is a Metropolis Journal reporter. And uh, it's just so weird. I mean, I don't really understand this plot line. I mean, I understand it, but it's kind of like, it's a rehash. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had Roger Nixon, the reporter who had dirt on Lex and was using it to blackmail. And then he ended up working for Lex. We also had Victoria, the, the hot model uh, who uh, was looking to take down Lex in one way. And now this one seems to be a hybrid of the two. Mm-hmm. Which sucks because I like this actress more than the actress that played Victoria or Roger Nixon. I like this actress mm-hmm. and uh, it just seems like it's just another – it's like, oh, so Lex owns two oh, – you know, owns two newspapers now in Metropolis. He just doesn't own the Daily Planet. <laughs> hmm. um, another puzzling thing that keeps happening is I keep wondering – is this 15-year-old girl in like running this business herself? Because I don't see mm-hmm. now ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand what the talent is. <laughs> it's a coffee I don't get shop it. slash, uh, she said she wanted to be a coffee shop slash bookstore slash movie theater. It seems like it's just a coffee shop now. And I, I love that 
you know, we haven't forgotten the beanery. The beanery is actually pretty pissed that Lana started another yeah. right on the street. The same street. That, well, I'm glad that they that they're tackling this because I, all through these four episodes, I was like, "What about the beanery? Why does the t- teeny tiny town of Smallville need two coffee shops? Why didn't we just have Lana take over the beanery? You know, uh, like no, why? No, yeah. Why this? And it's weird that the and, beanery is the one that had all the weird movie posters in it, but yeah, <laughs> the talent is yeah. actually a movie theater. And this. The, d- the decor in the talon makes me want to claw my eyeballs out oh, because really? it's this gold, <laughs> the gold walls and the blue and the purple. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's and then the curtains are pink and purple and blue trimmed in gold. It's weird. Doesn't it look kind of like a brothel in some places? Like they're sitting on a couch and there's like curtains around them. That's what it is. It's it's <laughs> gaudy. There's something gaudy about yeah, yeah. it. Like every part of the talent is like the champagne room from a, a strip club. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of gaudy. I don't know. Um, hey, I know this Felice, the girl that plays Felice, oh, yeah? she was in the LA complex. Oh. Uh, Loved the LA Complex. Never saw it. it was a Canadian show filmed in LA about all these kids who come from Canada to Los Angeles to hit it big. One was a comedian, one was an actor, one, in, you know, they all did different things. Mm-hmm. And all of the struggles that they went through to, to make it in the biz. Loved it. Did you say Charisma Carpenter was in it? Maybe I'm thinking about something else. Anyway, um, I, all I can think of is Veronica Mars. Yeah, yeah, she was definitely in that. Um, uh, what'd you think of Lana's? Uh, not Lana's not a big fan of The Godfather. <laughs> Why does everybody over forty like, quote Godfather and all of a sudden Lex is quoting it? I, I like that uh, they did the the rule of three. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh! The rule of three. Are you uh, are you talking about uh, the how there's uh, different relationships in Smallville or in threes? No, no. Just that they there were th- there were three references to the Godfather, oh, like see. on that third yeah, one. You were yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, that was so satisfying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was funny from then on out. There was like everybody was saying like to the mattresses or offer cameras that can't refuse and yada yada. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's this really weird scene where uh, Lex is getting a massage and we pan up and we see that it's Carrie. And then all of a sudden Lex realizes it's Carrie. And I'm just like, how did she get in there? Like, did he lay down and not? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, Principal Kwan discovers Fleece is covered in bees and her bug. <laughs> And uh, behind the scenes, this is actually a beekeeper that got that covered himself in his own bees, and apparently ended up mm-hmm. getting stung about twenty five to thirty times. Oh! But uh, good, good looking scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a lot of digital bee effects. Uh, I like how it forms Sasha's face. It's mm-hmm. funny. Uh, oh, Chloe and Clark make up, and I wrote down, "You're my constant." I think they said that to each other. Something like that, whatever. Did they? I don't know. Something about so, that, yeah, uh, yeah. I did, yeah. That whole, where uh, when 
Clark realized when he discovered that she was, you know, had written in the paper that she was uh, oh, yeah. endorsing uh, Paul, he was like crushed. Yeah, he was mad. Like that was that was great. Yeah, I was like, "Eh, too, Chloe." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, but because you know, you're like, you know, Clark is such a good guy, and he's, you know, he's raised by these great parents, and you know, where he usually makes all the right choices, but this kind of he doesn't think he's like. I'm, he just got into this because he got into the election. Yeah, and and she's making the right decision. Yeah. I mean, because I'm sure people like Paul and Sasha, well, and also Felice, they their their whole year revolves around it. They are like they they have groomed themselves to run for president. Clark just like it was a oh I get, you know a Pete suggested it. I guess I'll do it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need help writing up. Speech. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, and she she grills him. She's like, "What's your platform? What are you going to do?" And it's like, uh, "Win." Oh, yeah. Oh, she says, uh, "What do you stand for? Truth, justice, and some some other kind of stuff." <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Oh, and Lex gives him the name, the Man of Tomorrow. That's another. Super oh, nice that was that was another thing I w- I wanted to look up, but uh, I wasn't going to look up. I was going to wait and ask you, what does that mean? Oh, it's just one of those things you call it, like Man of Steel, Man of Tomorrow. Uh, oh, see, I'd never heard of that. Early comic books and TV shows, yeah. So, yeah, the You're My Constant really comes from the fact that, you know, Clark and Clark always has Chloe by his side. You know, it's uh, Lana isn't like his constant person, you know. So it's kind of, it's just another one of those things where as a viewer, you might be kind of like going, oh, Chloe is just so freaking great. Why doesn't he just, <laughs> you know? Well, just because she likes him doesn't mean he would like her. Yeah. It's like, come on, Clark, wake up. Um, and we want what we can have. Hmm? We want what we can't have. Yeah. Well, it's a long time till uh, Clark marries Lois Lane, so... Uh... <laughs> uh, so you never know uh, I like the scene where uh, Martha is running from a swarm of bees I thought that was very much like the birds Oh that was great <laughs> uh-huh. Just her on that tractor looking kind of badass And then all of a sudden I'd be like What the f-? <laughs> There's a black cloud coming towards me And I- That whole slow motion Yeah uh, Shot and then Clark rescues her And takes her down in the storm shelter Uh huh uh, and when the bees go after Sasha Because Clark I like Clark kind of like assumes Like he gets in front of Sasha a lot And he's just like you're gonna stop You know blah 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 And I think you know the bees just kind of figure out Like oh our queen is not You know the one in charge anymore So they queen, She's not queen bee anymore yeah. So they uh, they turn on her And there's a scene where You, you know they're uh, Clark and Sasha are in the Sasha's shed and the mm-hmm. bees are like pelting against the windows like yeah. hundreds of them. Well, apparently those are all black and gold styrofoam balls that apparently some like two guys painted and it took like days <laughs> for the they're just painting <laughs> black and gold, black and gold over and over again. And Clark like the bees get in and Clark sits off this gigantic explosion. And which mm-hmm. made me like like he covers up Sasha and I guess you just kind of go okay I guess but yeah the explosion yeah, is so good yeah because his clothes are not 
Yeah, it is, and his clothes are not. Uh, yeah, they're like a little singed, burned but not, or anything. Yeah, he's not on fire, and she is not harmed <laughs> at all. She's unconscious, but. Um. Oh yeah. Oh, and Lana plays some Lex games to take down the beanery, and uh, kind of enjoys it. She does the whole health code violations thing and reports them to the paper. Kind of, kind of shifty, Lana. Hmm. And, and I guess that's what happens when you get in business with Lex. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all I really had for. Oh yeah, Schuster's Sadie, Groove. Come in here. Schuster's Gorge. Who? Schuster's Gorge is uh, where Sasha got her powers. She fell into a hive there and got stung by like crazy by meteor bees. <laughs> that's how she got control. She became their queen. Um. Joe Schuster is one of the creators of Superman. Mm. Best needle drops of the episode. I really like uh, this band called Hot Action Cop and their song Fever for the Flavor. <laughs> it's just like this fun song that plays at the beginning of the episode where the bee is flying around and we're following the bee. And it's just oh, like, yeah. this is high school. You know, doop, 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 doop. You know it's just <laughs> a ridiculous song, but I, I don't know. I, I, like, I like it. Uh, I liked it too. Jimmy Eat World's The Middle, of course. Yes. <laughs> Which was talked about. I love that song. And then, yeah. Uh, that was that was dancing. <laughs> and uh, the Goo Goo, Goo 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 Dolls. I don't like many of their songs, but I like Here Is Gone. And that's Place uh, Yeah, I recognize Goo Goo Dolls. And that's all my needle drops. Do you have anything more to say about this episode or any other? Oh my God, we went, we went long tonight. Okay, uh, drone, not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was okay. Yeah. Better than Reaper. Definitely. Reaper is the worst. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, episode of the week? What do you think? Mm. Between Nicodemus and Stray for me. Yeah, I mean, I, they're both, uh, I guess Stray was best. Mm-hmm. It was best. That had a but lot. not by much, yeah. because Nicodemus had a lot of good stuff in it. Right. But I say overall, I guess Stray is best. Yeah, I'll give it to Stray too. I know you know a lot hinges on which ones I like, so it takes a lot for me to figure out which one is probably going to win. But I'll say Stray. Uh, but uh, I'll give John Schneider MVP award for Nicodemus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next episode, next time we talk, we're going to be talking about the last three episodes of season one. It's not going to be our usual four. Uh, crush. Oh, crush! Is this going to be some kind of romantic, or uh, it's going to be some kind of guy girl thing? Okay, obscura. Ooh, obscura. <laughs> Obscura. <laughs> That's how the word is said uh, in the episode too. Obscura. <laughs> obscura. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking obscura. What is an obscure? In is that? I'm I'm like 1910 <laughs> France. I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think what obscure. Like what? Anything that the word obscure is bringing to mind. I don't know. Yeah. What's next? And the season finale is called Tempest. Oh, weather. So, p- 
prom and end of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you, I'll give you a little tease here. Uh, after Drone aired, uh, the WB started playing brief promos for the season finale, Tempest, with the Smallville logo across a stormy sky and the words, The storm is coming. As their oh. tagline, so... <laughs> I got the chills. <laughs> it's no rain of fire, <laughs> but uh, so we'll be talking about those last three episodes of season one uh, on our next episode. And uh, I've also tasked Steph to we're going to do our top three of the season and our worst episode of the season. We might have talked about it this week. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the episode list. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to be very difficult to come up with one. Top three is probably going to be the harder one for me to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what am I going to put at the top who, who who which three do i single out i love this show so it's really hard well i think the be- the beginning of the season there's so many to choose from yeah. best ones mm-hmm. and the end of the season some to choose for the worst one and we haven't seen like the last three you know sometimes those penultimate and and finales sometimes are really good and shows so uh i i, I and sometimes like towards the end of the season it gets really 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 weak <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> arrow <laughs> uh hey they blew up all the the uh, other characters besides arrow so i was very happy with this <laughs> season finale so uh anyway um <clears throat> Uh, we will talk to everybody next time on We Don't Want to Wait. Bye. Bye.